The views in this podcast are the participants' own and are not the views of their respective companies. Welcome to Aerox The Legacy Life, the podcast asking what does a career in runoff insurance or reinsurance actually look like? I'm your host, Katie Reynolds, and today we're joined by Rich Sealinger, CEO and Chief Claims Officer of NSTAR US. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rich. Uh, why don't we just get started with uh, what is your role at NSTAR? Well, thank you, Katie, and certainly a pleasure to speak to you. And, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience via this podcast. So I am currently, as you outlined, the Chief Executive and Claims Officer of NSTAR US, which of course is the US operating arm of NSTAR Group. So as such, I have overall responsibility for US operations, and that would include, amongst other things, the claim operation, seated reinsurance, and our workers' compensation managed care vendor oversight operation. And I think in terms of responsibilities, I'm principally responsible for the achievement of our U.S. business objectives at a very high level. For our listeners who may not be familiar with NSTAR, what does NSTAR do? Sure. Thanks, Katie. So NSTAR is a global legacy management specialist. The company was formed in 1993 by members of the current management team and as that, the second quarter of 2021 has been involved in approximately 111 completed and pending acquisitive transactions involving circa $29.9 billion in total gross reserves and defended asbestos and environmental liabilities, underpinned by approximately $36.8 billion in assets. And these transactions, which, by the way, can take several forms, including stock purchase agreements, reinsurance, loss portfolio transfers, and adverse development covers, involve some names that uh, your audience may be very familiar with, including such global property casualty companies as Allianz, Zurich, QBE, and Munich Re, manufacturing entities such as Borg Warner and Morstech, and commercial enterprises such as Lyft, the rideshare platform, and Coca-Cola, the beverage company. The company is based in Bermuda. However, we really do have a global footprint. U.S. operations are located in St. Petersburg, Florida, with our European headquarters in London. Additionally, we have offices in such places as Brussels, Milan, and Sydney. And even though we're primarily a legacy management specialist, we also have a minority investment in several live underwriting platforms, including companies like Core Specialty, which your audience may remember as Starstone Insurance Company, which was subsequently recapitalized and rebranded as Core Specialty, as well as Atrium, Amtrust, and Inigo. So NSTAR is a legacy management specialist. Can you just spend a couple of minutes maybe explaining to us uh, what you do and how how you do what you do? Uh, in terms of the business model, it's, it's actually remarkably simple. Um, but with everything, the, the key is in execution. So it, it obviously begins with the acquisition of these liabilities. And ultimately, those liabilities come from either motivated insurers uh, for whom those uh, liabilities are no longer of strategic value, or they may come from manufacturing concerns who have claim-related liabilities that they wish, wish to remove from their balance sheet. And typically, these potential acquisitions come to us through one of two sources, either formal processes ultimately managed by brokers or through our industry contacts. And as you might imagine, uh, 
due to the fact we have a global footprint, it's uh, it's uh, really a, a great benefit in in sourcing the transaction. So once we're involved in the transaction, if it's in, in fact something we want to pursue, it ultimately begins as part of the due diligence process with an actuarial analysis of the underlying claims portfolios. And of course, what we're looking at here is primarily the adequacy of the reserves associated with those liabilities. If we progress the further rounds, we may augment that with a ground up review of individual claims. And there again, we're getting some comfort around the uh, adequacy of the reserves, but also getting a flavor for the claims handling and uh, the opportunities that might be presented by the portfolio. Assuming we successfully close that transaction, we move to the next stage of the process, which is really managing the liabilities. And in my mind, the key to this business model is ultimately the successful resolution of claims, ideally within the held reserves. And by reserves, I'm talking about the gross ultimate or actuarial reserves. And to do this, um, we employ a bit of a hybrid claims model, which has not only staff claims adjusters managing uh, some of these portfolios, but we also use third-party claim uh, administrators quite significantly. And regardless of whether it's our own staff handling the claims or TPAs handling the claims, we apply tight oversight over the claims handling, uh, using our claims professionals to engage with the claims handlers and really to develop um, claims resolution strategies. So we'll go in, we'll roundtable the claims, we'll assess the liabilities, the exposures, the reserves, and then most importantly, work hand in glove with the claims handler to craft a claim resolution strategy that hopefully, ultimately, resolves that claim within the held reserve. And if we're successful at that, it may in fact result in a release of some of those ultimate or actuarial uh, actuarial reserves. And to the extent we're able to do that, we take that capital, redeploy it to support future acquisitions and start the process all over again. So as you might imagine, it's fast paced, it's dynamic. It's not unusual to have multiple transactions at various points or stages of this process. Did you get involved in the legacy space? What what has your career path looked like? Well, like um, a number of folks within NSTAR, I came to the organization via acquisition. And in my case, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was the acquisition of a company, a, a small uh, specialist monoline workers' compensation company based in Seattle, Washington, that I helped form in um, 2003 by the name of Seabright Insurance Company. Uh, Seabright was a, uh, a rather small organization that uh, we formed out of uh, a shell that was acquired from Kemper Insurance Company. Uh, we eventually spun that company off, of, uh, off from Kemper, rebranded it as Seabright with venture capital, and then ultimately took it public. It was on a fairly nice growth and profit trajectory, but then was impacted materially by the uh, Great Recession, and ultimately the board determined it was in the best interest of the organization to uh, sell it to NSTAR. So that transaction was completed in 2013. And as a result of the acquisition of Seabright by NSTAR, I came aboard uh, NSTAR uh, initially as the senior vice president in charge of workers' compensation claims 
a line of business that I had specialized in uh, throughout the course of my career and had brought to NSTAR a workers' compensation claims handling platform that we had developed and, and grown at Seabright, which was uh, highly valued by NSTAR. So I held that role for um, about a year or two and then uh, ultimately was promoted to head of claims. And then uh, after approximately two years in that role, I had the opportunity to uh, be promoted to chief operating officer uh, while also retaining my claims responsibilities. And then in October of last year, I stepped into the chief executive role for NSTAR US uh, following a restructuring that's our USO stepping into a group role. So it's um, really been just a, a remarkable ride in a relatively short period of time. I've had the opportunity to immerse myself in the legacy space, learn an entirely new set of skills, work with some very bright and talented professionals. And I have to say, I've enjoyed it immensely. What do you like about working with, with legacy claims? What's What's fun about that for you? There's quite a bit to like. First of all, I would say, and, and this is, I think, somewhat unique to the legacy space, I, I like the variety. We're obviously an acquisitive company. I mentioned previously, we've completed over 100 acquisitive transactions. And each acquisition brings an entirely new set of challenges and opportunities. Uh, so you're, you're constantly challenging yourself, you're constantly learning, and you're constantly growing. Quite obviously, when you're making that number of acquisitions, the pace can be quite considerable. So it's it's not unusual in the legacy space to have multiple acquisitions or transactions at play in various stages of integration. So you might be uh, involved in the due diligence on a pending transaction. You might be involved in the integration in a transaction that's just been completed, and then you might be involved in just managing that transaction to a successful resolution on some of the clients that have been in the organization longer. So there's considerable variety, and it makes for a very fast-paced, dynamic environment. And if, if you're attracted to that sort of thing, if you're suited to it, I'll note that the environment can become very, very addictive. And then the last thing I'd note is you know, the people. Uh, I work with some of the most talented insurance and reinsurance professionals in the industry. And from my perspective, even as long as I've been in this industry, it's great fun to be around such talented people and, and to learn from them. You know, I've been exposed to facets of the industry that I didn't have a lot of exposure to on the live underwriting side of the house. So in that regard, it's certainly fun to to continue to learn and, and to be challenged. Do you have any advice for young professionals who are uh, considering legacy or who maybe just don't really quite know what they want to get involved in insurance, but they just don't quite know what they want to do yet? A any advice for them? Yeah, I, you know, when I think back, Katie, on, on my career and what's been successful for me, I think um, there are probably four points that that stand out. Um, the first is I really encourage employees to be a student of the business. And it doesn't matter whether you're working in claims or underwriting or loss control or reinsurance. By being a student of the business, what I'm really saying is understand the industry in which you work. Understand how the industry makes money. Understand uh, how it functions. Understand the core processes understand each functional area, go to school on the business. And, and that gives you greater insight into the industry and may in fact uncover 
a facet of the industry that provides even greater interest to you and in, in a future opportunity. And there are several instances throughout my career where I've done exactly that and I've managed to transition back and forth between functional areas. The second thing I tell young employees is the best way to get ahead is to do the best job possible in the job you're in. I think it's it's all too easy to think about the next opportunity or to think about your career several moves down the chessboard, and, and you should certainly do that. But the way to, to make yourself stick out, the way to uh, prepare yourself for future opportunities is, is really to do the best job possible in the job you're in. And if you do that, believe me, you'll get noticed. And then I'd also suggest that, you know, it's always good to challenge yourself and to take calculated risks. When I think about my own career trajectory, there were several instances where I left claims and moved into other facets of the business that, quite frankly, uh, I had no experience in and and, and uh, presented certainly a number of challenges. But each one of those moves allowed me to grow uh, professionally, uh, provided me with the skill set that I didn't possess previously, and better prepared me to advance within the industry. So I think um, challenging yourself and taking calculated risks is, is always a good idea. And the last thing and, and I think, you know, this is something that's worked for me remarkably well, is seek out a mentor within the industry. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody within your own functional area, but find somebody who, who you respect, who you think you can learn from, who might be able to provide you with guidance along your career development path. I know I was very fortunate to have a mentor uh, in early in my career at Kemper Insurance whose uh, guidance and advice was invaluable to my own career development. So I think, you know, I, those are the four things that uh, I really recommend to young professionals who are seeking to grow within the industry. Any ideas as to how to attract uh, younger professionals to the insurance industry, uh, particularly legacy, but insurance in general? Yeah, no, I, I agree, Katie. This is uh, an area where the industry as a whole, I think, does a does a poor job. And, you know, if I look at my own personal situation, from my perspective, this industry has provided me with significant opportunities and has been both challenging and rewarding. And I think as an industry, we need to do a much better job of communicating that to potential employees. I, I know at NSTAR, we've had fairly good success uh, at attending career fairs at local universities. And, and I can think of a number of employees within NSTAR who we've uh, located via that approach. And of course, we then had the opportunity to take them directly out of school, to teach them the NSTAR way, to expose them to the industry, and to give them the, the opportunities to advance their career consistent with their skills and their interests and their motivation. But I, I agree with you. It's something that we need to do a much better job of. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great having you and we really appreciate all of your advice and your insights. For our listeners at home, thank you so much for joining us today. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast provider. And now I think it's time to close this thing out and uh, cue the music. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <music> 
The Next Gen Task Force is part of AROC, the only U.S.-based nonprofit association focusing on the legacy or runoff sector of the insurance and reinsurance industries. AROC serves the industry by providing education, networking, information, and data. Learn more about what we do at www.aroc.org or contact AROC's Executive Director, Carolyn Fahey, at carolyn at aroc.org. That's A-I-R-R-O-C dot org. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.